Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am your host, Chance Watson, with your other host, Taylor Wells, here for, well, we've this has been a long time coming, everybody. Well, we hope that you Our come. last episode. It's, it's either the last episode <laughs> or we have to do a hundred more. Uh-huh. Uh, this is episode 69. Nice. Nice. Fucking giggity, dude. It's, it's, it, it was all worth it, I think. Yeah, I feel good about it. I really do, too. In more um, ways than one. Uh, both sides benefit. That's correct. <laughs> There's no loser here in That's, this episode 69. And I'm not even talking about you and me. I'm talking about you, me, and our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Was yeah, it, that's right. Was it? This is right. I'm just. I'm talking to you, listeners, right now. Has it been good for you too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> every every piece of it. Oh, <laughs> every sweaty episode we've ever done. Oof, every has culminated to this beer swelling, loud mouth point. yelling. Yeah. This climax of episode sixty nine. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> only hope, downhill from here, Chance. I hope, I hope, I hope you guys finish. That's that's all I can hope for. <laughs> I think that's what our listeners are hoping for too. I hope they uh, <laughs> hope these guys hope these guys fucking finish Fuck, soon. This is the like last a 30, one. 30 second episode. I can't believe Get they talked an hour with. about the Kraken last episode. I can't Fuck. believe they've gone. Can't believe they've gone sixty nine episodes. <laughs> Could you guys just fucking finish already? <laughs> sick of this missionary. <laughs> oh. They should flip over, do something else. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, would you say maybe we're the dirtiest hockey podcast? I'd say I we're would definitely, definitely say we're the, the dirtiest 10. hockey podcast. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Cool. That is that is one hundred percent true. I don't think anybody out dirties us. We're the big mouth of hockey podcast. We are the big mouth of hockey podcast. Mm-hmm. Fuck, we are. We just there's there's no fucks given here. That's right. Well, that's right. Only sixty nines. Only sixty nines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a mutually beneficial arrangement. This episode has been circled on our calendar for three years now. Oh, we this was our goal. Like we're like, mm-hmm. all right, episode one. What are we talk about today? Okay, good. Uh, working on episode sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, most podcasts, you know, think about like, what's the next uh, next episode going to look like? And we really just looked ahead to sixty nine and yeah. said, hey, yeah, it's it's basically between one and this episode has been filler. <laughs> And <laughs> now the podcast begins. Now it really starts up. Um, yeah, that was all foreplay before. It was, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, the the fluffing. Because now now here comes the fucking. Oh, wow. The, the fucking. Right. Oh, it's the, oh, yeah, there you go. Podcast the fucking. 69. The yes, fucking. absolutely. And the next Johnny Depp movie, maybe? We're going to, we're going to please you with our mouths. Yes. Today on the Dusty Bender podcast, it's like a little Barry White, maybe. Coming to the stage, <laughs> Chance Watson and Taylor Wells. Ooh, here a dance to Lithium. <laughs> so pull out those one dollar bills, folks. It's gonna get hot. Speaking of Lithium, uh, I just listened to the song for the first time uh, from Nirvana. Okay. I, I did because, uh, I don't know if you picked this up or not, but the Kraken goal song is just an edited version of Lithium. I did pick that up. Oh, okay, good. There you go. Um, but, you know, that's just because I'm a music guy. Gotcha. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I like to think of myself as a music guy, but I guess Nirvana's been off my radar, so. Yeah, just, like, just for a couple years. 
<laughs> it's their culmination, but it's fine. I, his music's not going anywhere, so. Yeah. yeah, it's old news. I don't think any new stuff's coming out either. <laughs> <laughs> Badoom Tess. Yeah. Pretty good. Let's let's find a way to alienate the rest of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Ugh, this fucking podcast sex and d- shitting on Nirvana. <laughs> I'm, that guy I'm just over made, it. That guy just remind me that Kurt Cobain killed himself. What a dick. Ugh. All right. Let's hear what they have to say. <laughs> sex now, and now really suicide. <laughs> sex, suicide, and the weather. Yeah, here, okay, so uh, I'm seeing 36 and mostly cloudy. Mostly cloudy, always in your mm-hmm. neck of the woods. Always fucking, and it's a little bit of a spritz this morning. That's usually <laughs> what I fucking wake up to. Fuck. You will be hit with a little bit of fucking water in your face and mouth. That's that's just one way of putting it. <laughs> Especially if you're 69ing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, How- um, let's... Let's try to talk about the Kraken. Oh, hey, uh, that's a, another last, innuendo, last, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, last we left our listeners, the Kraken were on the upward swing, playing a little better. Mm. And um, they, they had successfully beaten some of the best teams in the league at the time. Uh, they were riding a, a nice you know, five-game road trip with you know wins in, I think it's 3-1-1. One, one, not bad mm-hmm. road trip. Yeah. Uh, taking the only OT loss to my Red Wings, which was, I love that game. That was such a great game was a good game. Yeah. Um, got back to Seattle and uh, proceeded to lose all their momentum. Mm-hmm. And Grubauer realized that, oh, I <laughs> I am actually bad. Um, <laughs> decided, Maybe he's not a Seattle guy. He just doesn't like Seattle. I don't know what it is. I, let's, I think we need to just get into that. We can talk about, like, they've, they've moved some stuff around the roster a little bit and that kind of thing. But let's let's talk about the, the, the Grubauer in the room. Um, this guy is currently sitting. Last I looked, could have cha- it could have gone down actually from the last time I looked. Um, he was sitting on an eight eighty four save percentage. Oof! It definitely went down because I bet you looked at it before this last game. Before this last game, yeah. So it's probably even worse. Hmm. Um, I'll probably pull it up here as we talk, but I'll, I'll keep going. Um, yeah, and it's not even like he's not. I understand that some people are like, well, there's you know statistics, but then there's the eye test, you know the old the old school hockey players that don't care about analytics. Um, he's not even passing the eye test right now. In fact, I would argue the eye test looks worse than the 884. It is uh, definitely not great by any means. Um, the eye test is just ugly. He is yes. not. He is not. He doesn't look good. His stats don't reflect. Um, yeah. What What are you thinking on that? He just looks shaky. I mean, like oh, eight eighty two, eight eighty two. Now that sucks. He that is. Sucks. He has seven. He is. He started twenty three games and he has seven wins. Ugh. Be curious He's to not, see what. Be curious to see what Drieger is. That's a good transition. Um, mm-hmm. But but let's. I want to harp on Grubauer just a little bit more. Yeah, let's get on him a little bit. Like so, there, there's, I, I I see Grubauer defenders throwing the defense under the bus, mm-hmm. and I think that there there is I see that a little. There's fair. That's fair. Uh-huh. But there are shots that Grubauer is not getting through trap. Like he is directly squared up with. He's not moving side to side. He is squared up with these guys, and they're beating him high glove every single time. And now all of a sudden he's getting beat fucking five hole. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was that might be the like I, it's replaying in my mind. That one might be the worst one I've seen. 
But I mean, Derek Grant is one of the best snipers in the league. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I said, who the fuck is Derek Grant? No, oh, that wasn't shit. even like, okay. Like if Matthews does that or something, you're like, yeah, he was picking the one mm-hmm. inch that was open under the goalie's pad. Like he saw that. Derek Grant, if you rewatch that, it was like a whiff. <laughs> like it, it's like when he's like, you know, like a like a squirt tries to flip the puck because they don't have enough strength to like actually shoot it, so they try to just flip it, and he and he muffed that, and it just pushed on the ice. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the broadcast hard enough, you can hear Derek Grant go <laughs> as he shoots it. <laughs> And his eyes were for sure closed, and Grubauer still at that second. Grubauer's just like mystified, like what a shot! Oh, jeez, nothing. I I mean, coach, come on. There's nothing I can do there. Nothing I could do with that completely flat on the ice shot. It was my defense's fault. I mean, what are you you talking about? Not that flat on the surface shot where I had no traffic, and he took it from like what the outer circle. Yeah, it was probably at the dot. Yeah. like and and it was like an angled oh, shot. Christ. Like he he wasn't even like coming up the center of the ice. <laughs> like the defenseman actually took away the angle. So I don't I don't know. I, that was that was a really bad shot. Um, that that just exemplifies it more often than not. I'm seeing him beat glove high. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got beat glove high in the Ducks game too. Yeah, he's it's it's a it's a it's a consistent enough problem that I'm seeing. Uh, time and time again. Yes, could the defense be better right now? Sure, absolutely. They're they're getting. They're they're on top of each other a lot. It seems like it feels like they're when mm-hmm. they're backing up, they're not side by side. They're on top of each other, which shows me that somebody was pinching too low or caught too low or you know just out of position blatantly. Um, I, I've I've seen some people start to turn on Giordano. Um, I already started. I started to do that two episodes ago. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, Dunn, I mean, I think the only reason he's not getting shit is because he's actually scoring. Yeah. But Larson, Larson's not, I don't think he's playing great right now. Um, and and understandably, like, a guy like Giordano, a guy like Adam Larson, those are supposed to be guys that you could literally look at. You don't, you don't want to, almost don't want to even see a guy like Larson in the game. Right. Right? So, so. If you didn't hear it. Adam Larson's name once, you know he had a good game. He had a good fucking game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing. They say the same thing about, like, cornerbacks in football, right? Like, if you don't see or hear, like, if you don't see them or hear their name, they had a good fucking game. Right. Right? And I think that's, so that's where a guy like Larson, to me, like, 100%, like, I can throw some blame onto him. I I mean, he's not super noticeable in, in the shitty area, right? Like, he's not, you know, I don't, I don't notice him being absolutely horrible. I think just as a collective unit. And, and that's, again, I think that might be a defensive coach thing. Which is a problem because this team was marketed to us as a, as a, this was going to be a gritty, low scoring team with solid defense and solid goaltending. That was what we were, that's what we were sold by the GM. And I think you do see it occasionally. Like it really does come out on, on occasion, like the Sharks game, the game before. Yeah. Was beautiful. Yeah. But Chris Duger fucking stood on his head. Because he's a fucking machine and should get every opportunity to fucking take that job. I agree. I tried to say that. 100%. I went into one of the fan pages for the Kraken on oh, Facebook. terrible mistake. That was a very bad idea. And I said that I, I said that you said you should. we should start Drieger in the second game. 
and everybody, oh, you don't do that on a back to back, and blah blah blah. Oh blah, fuck blah. yeah, you do. And I'm like, you absolutely do. Oh, like you fuck ride yeah, you that fucking wave. Like he is ap- he. If that guy is in the zone, you play him until he loses. You give him a rest, and then you play him again. Here's the worst case scenario: if you play him on that back to back, he gets beat on 18 shots for three goals. And you go, oh, he was tired from the fucking game before, which is exactly what your fucking boy Grubauer just did. Like, Grubauer just, comes in, gets three goals on 18 shots all week. Like it, every time this team – and early on in the season, there was even enough argument here to say like, well, you know, defensive, like it doesn't matter how well we're doing defense. If we can't score goals, then it doesn't matter if we even keep them to one goal. And that's a fair point, but now we're scoring. Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting goals. We're generating offense. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them generate a little bit more. I mean, sure, obviously anybody sure, would, but, but like... But this team wasn't, again, this team wasn't marketed to us as a high-powered offensive team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were, suppo- we're supposed to be winning games 2-1 and 1-0. So m- most of the games, it's interesting. I-, I do feel like Seattle does play a pretty decent first period on a regular basis. Um, I know they got outshot by the Ducks the other uh, not night. When, but I, not when Grubauer's in the net. Not when Grubauer's in the net. But in the Grubauer's in the net, it's it's 3-0 before 10 minutes. I think they also have zero confidence when he's in the net. Agreed. They, and that just continues to pile on. Right. There, there is little. They're trying to stop shots before they happen instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of cutting down angles and letting the goalie do their job because their confidence in him is gone. And, and But that's on Hackstall for me to, to re- recognize that. And I think... I don't like to Hackstall bash. I hate bash on the coach unless it's, like, really fucking obvious. I honestly obvious. still don't think it's Hackstall's fault. Like, he was given these pieces that I just... I don't think any coach could work with this. Yeah, I mean, I, there's just... There's little things that, like... There's just li- little things, and I think I think it's an experience thing. Um, I don't sure. think... Ha- like, Hackstall hasn't been coaching all that long, right? I mean, if you think about it, this is, like, his fifth year in the NHL. Right? Yeah. So, like, I think it's an experience mm-hmm. thing for him not to, like feel that confidence to basically go, fuck it, we're going to play Drieger on this back-to-back because he played out-fucking-standing in San Jose. We yep. might as well see what he can do tonight because... I would have rewarded it, him. Reward his ass, right? I mean, it's not yep. a shutout. Like, you don't have to just look at it and go, oh, he got a shutout last game. So, you know, my NHL coaches in the past have told me and now I need and to try you know to play what? the next there game. Might, there might be pressure from the head office to not Could make be. them look bad and like you're like Could oh be. fuck we're playing Grubauer a shit ton of money we gotta play him and you know what I think that's gonna end up bite if that is the case it's gonna bite management in the ass because Grubauer is just making them look worse I hope it's not that if it's that there's a there's a problem with management yep agreed which that sucks um they're gonna learn yeah. very quickly that Grubauer is not look Grubauer had one good year behind basically an all-star team of Colorado mm-hmm and he did like, two, didn't he? Do, he had two good years, didn't he? Because Varlamov didn't go to uh, Grubauer Islanders. Oh no, no, uh, might have been two, but it, but he wasn't a Vesna finalist the year before. That's true. That's true. Like it's he was he played fine, and you know what? On good teams like Vegas and Co- look, is Robin Leonard top five goalie in the league? Oh no, God no! His save percentage is like nine oh five right now, dude. He's not, but he's good enough for a Vegas team that's incredible in front of him. The whole right, point is, a lot of these championship teams, they have goalies that are, not always, Vasilevsky's an elite goaltender, I'm not going to take away from him in any way, shape, or form, but other times, you've got goaltending that's, Jordan Bennington, Jordan Bennington was not mm-hmm. as good as Rask in that Stanley Cup final, 
True. But the team in front of him was. They beat True. the Bruins. I you think... just have to be good enough to bail your team out enough. Yeah. I think it's interesting because that's a very good point. I think I think there's a difference between, in my opinion, there's two different types of good goalies. Yep. So there's there's good goalies like Vasilevsky who, like, yeah, he's got a good team in front of him. That motherfucker can stand on his head. Or use uh, John Gibson is another good example. G- yeah, Gibson, Carey Price. I mean, something like that where the team in front of them can they be can, bad. They these, can still be a good goalie. These guys can steal games. Steal like, games. Like that's the perfect Ducks, way to look at the it, yeah. Habs, and the Lightning – will win games sometimes solely because of those those individuals. Right, exactly. But then I think I think there's also other good goalies like Bennington is a perfect example. I'm glad you brought him up. He's a good save at the right time goalie. He's that, you good, know what I'm saying? He's good enough. He's good enough. Like you can't if you take Jordan Bennington and you put him on the Yotes, he's going to get lit up just as much as anybody. Now, if That's you take, true. but so here's my point. Put Gibson, Vasilevsky, Carey Price, maybe five years ago, on the Arizona Coyotes. Are they still bad? Yes. But those guys will literally steal you one out of every four games. That's true. That's true. I think I think one thing Gibson's that Gibson's been doing it-, it for years with the Ducks. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You're like, oh, uh, oh, the Ducks won 2-1, to one, and Gibson had 46 saves to the other goalies 16. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's Carey Price all the way through the playoffs last year. Yeah, he was k- dragging the Montreal Canadiens, kicking and screaming into the Stanley Cup final. Right, and I think, you know, I, yeah. And so, so I'm curious then what you think, like, what what does, what do the Kraken need? Like, what does that team need? Because this team is more of a grind-you-out kind of team. Like, I don't even know if you need an A goalie. I think you still just need a B goalie that's going to make some key saves and go. For who? For Seattle, for for Kraken. For Seattle, mm-hmm. I I mean, if you want with how the front with the team in front of them right now, no, I mean, and you want to win, yeah, you need an elite goalie. You need a you need a Carey Price. Yeah, you need fair. a Gibson. But yeah. if you've got a team in front, then no, a, a Grubauer. We've already seen it. Grubauer can flourish where he's not getting a lot of shots. Mm. Like he needs he needs a team where he's not going to be. Like the team is going to limit shot attempts. They're going to limit good opportunities, and and you're going to get a lot of offensive support. Best offense is a or best defense is a good offense. It, Grubauer's save percentage looks good when the Colorado Avalanche are in the other team's zone sixty percent of the time. Yeah, I think what's interesting to me for Grubauer is you you really do see him like he has a few of those games where he does make like the save at the right time. Then he also has those games where he literally, like, you just, you know he's Swiss cheese. You know it's going in every fucking shot. Yep. You know when he needs to make a save, even if it's, even if it's a fucking one on four, like in Anaheim, you, you, you know, you're looking at Derek Grant's shorthanded goal. He, you gotta fucking save that. And that's you not, have like, to fucking save that. Teams you're that gonna lose need... that game, you've let that goal in every right. fucking time. So it's, look, okay, we'll, we'll put it this way. Let's 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 put Grubauer like that type of goalie in another situation. Like Mike Smith is another great example of that, in uh-huh. my opinion. Like mm-hmm. he can make the Mike Smith shows that he has levels of eliteness sometimes, but other times he's fucking Swiss cheese. And he's an energy guy though too. Correct. Also, um, but you put so Grubauer again would not flourish on the Edmonton Oilers. I th- I think Grubauer would be a great goalie for a team that's trying to save money and make a cup run. You know, like you put him on the Toronto Maple Leafs or you, t- you know, 
something like yeah. that. Not not that Jack Campbell is not playing. You know, he's still he going to get the shots. Sure, he's still going to get the shots, but but you're going to get enough offensive support to bail him out. A and B, uh, it, the team is just better quality overall in front of you. Where the Kraken, I mean, this we were told by Francis, like this team is built around solid defense and good goaltending, mm-hmm. and it's going to make up for our perceived lack of offense. Now, that that's obviously not the case. Yeah, I just, yeah, he, he's, there shouldn't be anyone that follows the crack in any sort of regularity that doesn't say Grubauer needs to fucking sit until he can come back and be good. Because he has minimum, not been good. At he's bare not been minimum, good. no, at bare minimum, I will, I will try to meet, uh, you know, the, the, the fervent Kraken fans at least halfway, maybe. I was at bare minimum, they need to be splitting time. There is no, there is no, there is no excuse that Grubauer is the clear cut starter anymore. Hundred percent, full send. I will not even have an argument on that. I'm not. I I will listen to an argument that they should split time. I I personally don't believe that. I think that Drieger is the starter. I think that he's proven in his limited run. I understand he's hurt, but that's that's not a reflection of his play. He's hurt. The games, I mean, a lot of the games, the solid games that they won on the road, that he beat the Florida Panthers, his old team. Like, a lot of those games that they won were because of him. Stood on his head against the Sharks. He stood on his head against the Sharks. That was a great fucking game. And the Sharks are start, starting to pull it together. You know, they, they could probably make a wild card run. Yeah. I, they're it, not great, I, but they're good. The argument I always see coming back against the, like... Against the Drieger needs the needs more time argument is well he has similar numbers to Grubauer right I mean he ha- he does have similar numbers he has seven games to fucking Grubauer's twenty something yep right like and he's been hurt for honestly in reality Drieger has probably been hurt for four of those seven games yep you know if you're gonna I mean if if we're gonna be realistic he's either been coming back from an injury in in a couple of those, or Drieger he got three, hurt, or he, you know what I mean? Like, Drieger is 3 2 and 0 with a 3.07 goals against average and an 8.95 save percentage through seven contests. I, so, I mean, meaning, meaning that he didn't start two of those, he came in in relief. So, he's right. only started five of the seven games that he has on his list. So, he's he's won three of the five that he has started. And two of them were fucking lights out Florida and San Jose. I mean, like, yeah. Come on. I mean, like, at Give the, the guy very a shot. least. He exactly. was he was going to be a starter in Florida. The only reason that he got traded is because there's a log jam there of goalies. Right. It's crazy they had Montembeau at that at, at some point too. In, yeah. In Florida. There was Fucking there was nuts. that was they had a log in, jam. Right now, well, then they traded that to Dallas, but it seems like that's worked itself out um, with yeah. with uh, Ben Bishop retiring. Oh, that sucks. Sending down and then sent. Uh, God, talk about falls from grace. Crazy. Uh, Anton Qdobin. Beginning of last year, when we when people were starting to contemplate, you know, wasn't that a what, Stanley Cup goalie? Like he didn't he, he made get to the Stanley Cup final? Yep, no, he he was yep he was the guy two years ago that pretty much ran them through. And now he's <sighs> sent put on waivers and sent to the AHL, where he didn't they, get picked up. They honestly at the beginning of even last year because of the way that he performed in what was that twenty 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 playoffs? Yeah, the bubble. The bubble playoffs, like. Yep. They were looking at him as potentially the starting fucking goalie for the Kraken. Right. And he just got waived. It's just, it's nuts. Shit, and no, shit happens and nobody so wants him. Past. 
Nobody wants him. Wow, it's um, been shit this year. Yeah, and he's, Odding, he's Ottinger good. and uh, Holtby have been playing okay, so they've been fine. Yeah, but but I think I think at this point, like if Drieger doesn't start the next game, something like not saying we need to be throwing Kraken jerseys on the ice looking at you, Edmonton, but <laughs> like. You know, it, like, we really do need to start looking into Haxel and potentially even what you brought up. Like, maybe Francis is telling him to fucking play Grubauer until Grubauer figures it out. But, like, what, are you going to blow this whole season? Right? Uh, that apparently, just... that it's, that seems to be their mentality of, yeah. like, get, who gives a fuck? We're going to – because for some fucking dumb reason, everybody's putting it, – like, it's like they haven't learned from the Red Wings. Like, the Red Wings have – they went through the Dead Wings era, like, of the whole teens of the 2000s, and we never got a first pick – a first overall pick ever. Mm-hmm. And Iserman is showing that you can still build a team without having to do that. I think – And I just – I don't – I don't see – is Shane – like, okay, on a scale of complete bust to Connor McDavid, where do you think Shane Wright fits? Is he a Jack Eichel? Is he uh, is he a Matthews? Is he a Line? He's definitely not a Dylan Strome in a top okay. three role. He's definitely sure. not like that. He's not a he's not a big bust like that. He's I don't think he's Eichel caliber. Is he is he is he I guess we could even say I mean, I think it's still too early to say that Alexia Fren Lafrenier is a bust, but at the same yeah. time at, at the same time everybody was like, Oh, Alex Lafrenier is going to be the next Connor McDavid. I think Shane Wright is a guy who could definitely afford to spend a year in juniors after he gets drafted first overall. Mm. Um, Make him tougher. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he just he's had a slow start to the season. I don't. I think he's better than that. But I mean, this is two years now that like I've we've kind of seen him not necessarily dominate like we would expect him to dominate. It's. Okay, let's 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 back up here real quick. Do you do you think it's going to be Shane Wright that's drafted first overall? Is there anybody that can make an argument to take him out of that spot? Uh, no, I think it's he 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 plays such a coveted position. Okay, um, I I think Savoy is an interesting pick, but again, he's kind of smaller, and they've, sure. they've they've even looked at him moving over towards wing. Brad Lambert's not really having a good year. Uh, there's just there like. The top, the top twenty in this year's draft is going to be pretty damn good. But the the more Shane Wright, kind, he's coming into his own a little bit. Like he started to come on a little bit hotter. Um, but the more you really get into it and start digging, I mean, you could get just as good of a gem at ten as you are going to get at one. Um, but I, but but at the same time, I think this year's draft is much deeper. Sure. So I think even if you get the same guy at ten as you get at one, you could potentially get his fucking counterpart at 25. Sure. Do you know what, you know what I mean? So yep. like, um, but so I think he still goes one. Do I think it's worth playing group hour every fucking game? No. To try to get trained right? Probably Especially not. Especially in your you first I mean? year. How many times have we watched fucking expansion team? It's, I don't know. I, it's, if you, if you want to, if you look at like Minnesota and Columbus as ideal expansion teams, mm-hmm. then sure, continue your strategy, be totally okay with not having a solid fan base for the next 10 years and going through identity crises because your team is bad. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. Like it, it took what, 15, 10 years for the Minnesota Wild to actually get like respectively competitive? Mm-hmm. 
Columbus, I mean, they've won one playoff round in their entire franchise history. Like, I just don't want, I don't want Seattle to be that. That's almost more than Toronto, though. Uh, they they have more in the last twenty Ooh, years than Toronto. Zing. Toronto fans <laughs> on our show right now very upset. Oh wait, we need, we got, we need we, sound effects occasionally. We haven't alienated Toronto fans in a while. I know. We should. It's, uh, so talk. I mean, I don't have much bad things to say about Toronto right now. Honestly, though, they're they're playing pretty well. Um, All right, let's I jump like, over to Edmonton then. Okay, let's do a jump to Edmonton. Yeah, because because <laughs> if there's another if there's another fan base that can panic like Toronto fans. Uh, it's it's the Oilers fans. Um, Edmonton but, might be my least favorite fan base right now. Ooh, really? You and I, yeah, you and I talked about this the other day. We did offline. We did. There, there. It's Toronto fans. At least they're like self aware. Like it, it. Like when they're bad, they're like, yeah, like we yeah, expected we this. Like please, like don't. Like we already are hard on ourselves. Don't make it any worse. Yeah, my bomb um, shelter is completely filled with beans at this point. Like I understand. <laughs> I get it. My team is shitty. Uh, whereas Edmonton's Edmonton, like, <laughs> like as long as they have Connor McDavid, the hope is still there. They're like, yeah, he's just, you know, one day he's just gonna drag us. Into the, and what they'll do is like they try to, they try to like sell to themselves that these basically C to B minus level players are like going to finally be the piece that makes them good. And I just, you, you, you can't get better until you recognize your faults. And your goalie tandem of fucking Skinner and. Was it Koskinen? Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah. It's well, even when Mike Smith comes back, that's that's not gonna win you a fucking cup. No, that's fucking replacement level goalies. Right. And I'm not it's saying that crazy. Is, as a fan of Zach Hyman, Zach Hyman is not the missing piece to the Edmonton Oilers playoff hopes. Did you just bring up Hyman in our 69th podcast? Yes, I did. Nice. 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 Um, oh God, not- no, he's not. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, the yeah, only reason, and I hate bashing on fan bases because it's only literally like you know, like oh well, you guys just trying to get rid of all of the people that listen to your podcast. Great, good job. Well, we're guys. ducks and wings fans. Like if you guys want to give it back to us, we're. We, I mean, it's oh fair. Jesus, yeah. I mean, fucking Christ. The last four or five years, we haven't even like. What is this the first year we've seen either of those teams in the fucking playoff? Have any talk sort of at success? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, like Edmonton. The, the, the whole thing for me, like, I know. So, like, one of the big things that was circled is the, the Vancouver, and we'll get to it. Get to it in a little bit. Uh, but some fan threw a Vancouver jersey on the ice during one of the games, and then all of a sudden, Travis Green and the and, and the GM were gone. Right, so like. After a fucking, I think they lost four, four in a row, four or five in a row. Edmonton did. Some fucking Edmonton fan threw a fucking jersey on the ice, and it was just like this. Uh, it's it's built up just, frustration. I get it. I and get it. But like, look, let me no no, no, no let me play devil's get advocate out of here. here. Let me play devil's advocate here. This is classic Edmonton Oilers. Like this mm. happens. Like yeah. this is a great thing. Like you bring in Bruce Boudreau and he's changing the culture and the guy and the Canucks have won six straight now and there's hope again. Like this is a new thing for them. Whereas Edmonton, this isn't the, what do they got? They can't do the same fucking thing that Vancouver just did. They've already done it three times. Right. They've already fired the coach and tried to bring somebody in. They've already tried to bring in a new GM. 
Granted, they fucked that up because Kenny Holland is just let's sign Duncan Keith. That's brilliant. That's gonna that's gonna set us over the fuck. <laughs> that was dumb. That was really dumb. So like, was I, bringing in fucking Tibbet. I mean, I, I get it. Like, no, look. that no, I don't get it. That one's a that is dumb. That's dumb as shit. Like no, he failed in Arizona. Saying. Let's bring him here. That's what I'm saying. Like I I get the frustration. I understand the frustration because you have fucking shitty ass Holland. You got shitty ass fucking Tibbet. Like. Like, stupid decisions. Tippet, I get Tippett's that. strategy, like, he's the, to me, that is the worst decision to utilize Connor McDavid because Tippett is like, like, his strategy is like, if we play defense solid and long enough, the other team might die of old age. Like, we're not, we're not concerned with scoring. And yeah. I just don't, I don't understand, like, why you would think that that's a good, like, I'm thinking... I don't know. I just I think that there's you you have to find a way to utilize McDavid properly. In that, it, but at the end of the day, it's not on them. Like I I love that's going to be the nit, that's okay. I'm going to end on that and then that's all you. There is too much nitpicking on McDavid and Drysdale. What can we do better to you know enhance McDavid even more so he can go from 80 goals to 90 goals mm-hmm. and Drysdale can go from 100 points to 150. Like no. How about you fucking like how about we get somebody on the team that can actually put up 40 points? <laughs> I I Because honestly, obviously Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't going to fucking do it. Right. I think that I, experiment ended a long time ago. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting. Edmonton's such an interesting experiment. Because uh, you got guys like McDavid and Drysaddle who could literally in an 82 game season, be putting up 120 points. Yep. Right. That's fucking asinine. Like that's so many damn points in the in the new NHL. Like that's just crazy. And it just it feels so futile because. It, but it doesn't matter who's on their fucking line. Does it really matter who's on their fucking line? Does it matter whose stick is on the ice and they just fucking bank it off of it? No, no. fucking no. It doesn't matter. No. God no. Get some fucking defense besides Duncan Keith. Cody fucking CeCe, you paying Darnell Nurse fucking nine million a year. Don't even Which get me started about a, that you, shit again. Yeah, that's that needs to go. But oh. you have zero goalies. You literally like you just stick a fucking pylon out there. Stick a pylon out there. If that if that's if that's what you're fucking attempting to do, it's just bad. stick a fucking pylon. Like it's that's like stupid. these the goalies that they have there. I'm literally t- like I'm sitting here thinking of like like I'm thinking mid range goalies would be better. Like New Jersey, like make a trade for fucking Jonathan Bernier. That's sure. going to be a that's going to be sure. a goalie upgrade for you. Yeah, sure. Like that. Yeah. D- uh, D- uh, Toronto doesn't need Peter Morazic right now. He's basically a, uh, he's a mid level starting goaltender. I'm not saying that he's elite. I'm saying that he can actually be a starter on a nightly basis. Trade for him. He's better than all of your current goalies. Sure, and I but I think I think the 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 point that I you know when it comes to Edmonton and Edmonton fans four game losing streak. And and you're tossing your jersey on the ice. You're crying out to the fucking league to get a new like coach. Like, dude, there's teams who go through this shit. Like, it, what did it take? It took Toronto that one. That was that two years ago. Wow. What they lose? What they they lost like fucking over the first twenty. They lost like fucking in, in the words of like, in the words of Sean Ma- in the words of Sean McIndoe from the Athletic, one of the guys on the on Puck Soup that I love. Um, 
it, it whatever they do in the regular season, it doesn't matter. If they don't win matter. in the first round, the season was a failure. They mm-hmm. could they could pick up two hundred points in the standings. But if right. they lose in the first round, that was a wasted season. So I'm curious. I mean, obviously they have to be building based on like I mean, logically you would think that teams are building their teams off of who the Stanley Cup winner was, right? Yep. They have to be. All right, you want to know or are they it, winning or are they just trying to win the fucking regular season? Here like, here just, on here on this, I know we we like to do some gambling stuff sometimes. If you have access to it for dark horse money right now, throw some money on Stanley Cup odds for the Calgary Flames. Okay, why? Because what is their coach Sutter? <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Sutter. That's exactly my point. This man has a proven track record of being a sneaky motherfucker when it comes to getting teams into the fucking cup. And he's done it twice. Like the Kings, both those years, the Kings were not clear-cut favorites. In fact, the first time they did it, they snuck in by the skin of their teeth. Eighth seed, and they fucking just walked everyone. But the guy... No, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying they're, I'm, I'm still putting them in dark horse. They're not my favorite by any means, but mm-hmm. like watch them, man. Like they're, they're quietly kicking the shit out of everybody in the Pacific division. Very Pacific quiet division though, too. Uh, the Pacific division is not as bad as we thought it was. Vegas is now healthy. You've got San Jose. That's playing above what we thought. You've got the ducks playing way above what we thought. The Kings are not. Like we we expected, not terrible. The, we expected the Kings and the Sharks to be like Arizona level quality, and mm-hmm. they're not. They're they're, they're competitive every yeah, night. Slightly above that, but yes, sure. I, you've got right, exactly. But I mean, for the Pacific Division again, they were supposed to round out the bottom. While we sure. had, you know, we had Seattle at the bottom, Vancouver. You know, they're they're on the upward swing, but they've got a huge hole to dig out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see if that's even remotely. It's it's a good storyline right now, but if you still look at the standings, they've got a long ways to go. They got some work to do, yeah. Yeah, um, they're gonna uh, now. Is it impossible? No, the they're, fucking they're Blues, built, right? Blues were in last place, man. Like it's if 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 it can be done, it can be done. Um, but yeah, I I look at that and I'm just I'm worried about. I mean, Seattle on this trajectory, if they play at a 500 pace. In this Pacific Division that is a little better than we anticipated, that's like last in the division. Is it too early to accept that they're not making the playoffs? <sighs> yes, I'm not. I'm not willing to admit that. Yeah, I had I had three predictions on my preseason episode. I said that Jared McCann was going to take a step up and be one of the leading scorers on the team. I said that Drieger was going to replace Grubauer as a starter, and I said that the Kraken were going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I'm, okay. I'd like to say, I'd like to healthily say that I'm two for three right now. Um, I, I, I'm sure I could listen to an argument about McCann. I know that he's not, he's not the elite goal, he's not the top goal scorer right now. But I mean, the guy is he's taking you know five six shots a night and is responsible for a lot of our special teams goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's consistent. I mean, he's got more fun. Even though Alexander Wengberg continues to be our fucking goddamn first-line center, uh, <laughs> for some reason, I just, uh, that I don't get. Don't, let's not bring that up. I don't uh, know. It makes complete sense, dude. I, honestly, no, I don't know it what doesn't. He has zero shot, and he's our first-line center. 
Like, oh, he, like shit. we're we're trying to like wish him into existence of being like a Chandler Stevenson, and he's not. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, no, I don't. I, Oilers. How do you I, really feel? The Oilers. It's not a situation where you're like, oh man, I don't know what to do with this team. Like everyone knows how to fix this team, mm-hmm. and they're like, and they're still like, it, both Edmonton fans, a lot of them. And management are just like, how can we get more out of Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid? And it's We're like, not that scoring is... scoring enough goals. Right. Like, you guys need to be putting up at least a hat trick a night. And that's like, dude, you're... Un- that's unreal. Like, my, my, Spokane bro- my Spokane boy, Yamamoto, he needs to step up. Yeah, he does. Like, he needs to be putting up some fucking points. Yeah. I, it's just it's interesting Especially to me. Especially when he's skating on lines with them. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's a Canadian market thing. Yeah. Too many, too much fucking pressure. Might be. It, it, I mean, and that's very true. Right now, Calgary doesn't have a lot of pressure because there's no expectations on them coming mm-hmm. into this season. People, I think, were kind of counting them out as the playoffs. Yeah. Um, let's let's shift east a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about um some teams that are in the same area. The Islanders are an interesting case. Um, did we expect this far of a fall? No. God, no. I mean, you couldn't have. I think you could have seen a little bit of regression, but not not to this fucking standard. There's just no way. Is And so now I've been – basically when I follow – like tra- Twitter knows when I'm interested in certain teams and following them, and I'm starting to see some more like tweets about the Islanders. It seems like a lot of the fan base is now – turning against trots and there's there are some things that i look at first i was like how dare you disrespect barry trots uh-huh. like how fucking dare you? but then they're like yeah uh wallstrom's getting like eight minutes a night and i go oh fuck like that is that's a coaching thing so i mean so so you're saying wallstrom is the answer I'm saying Wallstrom is part of the answer. I'm not saying he's mm. the answer. I'm saying um, I'm, I, I could I could argue that Wallstrom could be an answer. Yeah, he's he's he could be part of the answer. But you've got like when you're benching arguably one of your top three most offensive players because you're upset with his defensive zone work. Mm, like, that is that's an issue. N- you're not, but you're not paying him for that. Is is Trotz coming out and saying that though? Trotz. So he said that with Beauvillier, but he all. But yes. So he said it with Beauvillier so much so that he benched Beauvillier, mm. and then um, he said, "Yeah, he's not happy with Wallstrom in their zone." And mm. I don't know. I'm sitting here going like, "What?" On a team that is normally solid defensively, like you've got a great defensive system. Okay, maybe one guy on the ice is pinching a little more and floating a little higher than the other four guys that you have collapsed into your zone because you're a solidly defensive team. Like, I, I don't know. You're losing games fucking one to nothing. They lost to my Red Wings, and that was a fucking nightmare. Honestly, you know, Islanders fans, get rid of him. See what happens. I, right. I it, think I think you're in a full-blown rebuild it, if you get rid of him. I, it's, right. That's I agree. The thing. That's just crazy to me. I agree. Uh, I, I think that any coach comes in there in this roster is not as good. They get fucking and, smashed. Yeah, it, they'll There's get no crushed. 
So I'm not, I'm not, I agree. It's not Barry Trotz, but at the same time, you're right. Like, Barry Trotz. Like, we'd like to see those changes. Like, we'd love to see those little tweaks to the lineup. What's his um, name? Oliver Wallstrom? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Wallstrom is good. There's other things that'll show you. I mean, like, sure, he's playing eight minutes a night. Like, maybe you want to see him get 12, right? Like, maybe you want to see him get third line stuff. I get that. Um, maybe he's not busting his ass at practice. Like, maybe he's he's just not a fucking player. Like, sure, I, sure. And, and, and it's funny because in that draft, I actually remember that draft because they took Noah Dobson as well in that draft. Um, right. That was his biggest knock is that he does not work hard. He doesn't work hard. He's a fucking... I have a guy that I used to play with. Um, I don't want to say his, you know. Anyways, I used to play with this guy who was a, just a fucking cherry picker, right? He's just sure. that guy. He's very, very offensively talented, but he's literally a fucking liability. He's a piece of shit. Um, and <laughs> in hockey, I actually love the guy, but um, you know, hey, here we go. Cheers. There um, you go. Here we go. Um, you know, like, so I get that to an extent, I, but I also see the other side of, like, Islanders fans, like, you want to see him tweaking the lineup, um, put him with your two most defensive fucking players, and it ain't gonna fucking matter. It can be five on four, and... I think that guy, he needs more power play time. Sure. Like, that that guy needs to be not, he needs to be on number one power play, and I, look, I'm... I don't know. I, 12, 14 minutes a night is not out of the question for me, in my opinion, on that. I think that's fair. But I also think this team has been overachieving for fucking three years, in my opinion. I think very sound defensively, sure, that's fine. Um, but to basically, like, you're basically expecting a coach to change the entire fucking, like, systems he's created. He The fucking, like, you know, the, the locker Agreed. room that he's created. Like, just you're basically saying like, okay, and, trots you mother, you fucking suck. Yeah. You've sucked for us for years. <laughs> you you've taken us from no John Tavares to fucking you know Look, semifinals. Uh, you know, like come on. If dude. you and I were having this conversation about any other coach, I would bury the coach. I'd be mm-hmm. like, if we're talking like replace Barry Trotz with John Tortorella, mm-hmm. I'd be like, John Tortorella is a fuck because he tries to make the t- he takes all the players that he has. He doesn't even look at their skill set. He doesn't even look at their talent and what they're good at and what they're bad at. He just makes them conform to a system that he wants them to play. He doesn't try to he doesn't try to form a system where they'll flourish. He tries to make them play his system. Any other coach, mm-hmm. like ninety five percent of the time, I would take that stance. Barry Trotz is the exception to the rule, where I genuinely believe that he is a good systems man, and you can take any players that you want, throw them into that system, and they're going to be good. That being said, I think we're on a thirteen game losing. When you've got two wins in thirteen games, maybe it's time to change things up a little bit. So I just pulled up. I just pulled up Wallstrom's, um, just because I'm curious. Yep. Pulled up like his his uh, his game splits over the last two months, essentially, right? And he he is playing pretty well. He's also getting. He's. I mean, he's averaging probably fucking fourteen, fifteen minutes a night. So you know, like, sure, should he should he potentially be on the first line and, um, you know, those kind of things? Like, sure, I get that, but like, I think he, so. That, I mean, that's look. The kid's still putting up points, but the kid can only put up two, so many points. So since December fourth, he has two goals, nothing, uh, goal and an assist, two assists, two assists, zero zero. So like, he's doing everything he fucking can. 
you're not going to play him 30 fucking minutes a night and just hope no, that the feet, you know what I'm I mean? Like, saying, look, but, okay, but look, like, it, there were, I think it was like two games ago he got eight minutes, literally. And yeah, 949 let's, specifically. Let's reflect on just how bad their offensive woes are. Their leading scorer, if I'm not, you could look this up and, mm-hmm. and fact check me here. Their leading point guy is still Brock Nelson, and he missed time. He's missed a lot of time. He's missed a lot of time, and he's still their leading point guy. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, I think he still is. Yeah, there you go. He missed a lot of time, and he's still their leading point guy. When Brock Nelson is your leading point scorer for your team, something is wrong. Yeah, yeah. I just It's interesting how like there's not a ton of roster turnover on this team. And all of a sudden, they're shitty. No, it, I, and I refuse to believe that Jordan Eberle was the glue that held everybody together. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that. Uh, there's a locker room thing too, at all. I, I mean, I do understand that, but I don't. I think, I think if Trotz is openly saying, "I'm not going to play Wallstrom because," you know, because he because he doesn't backcheck as hard, right? Like. Sure, I get that a little bit, but you know, it's. But those it's aren't just, those like those types of play, like Wallstrom's not a defensive defenseman. Like I, I understand working hard and back checking and doing your your defensive responsibilities. I get, I do get that, hundred percent. But at the same time, you have to meet players halfway too. You can't just cram them a, a, a round peg into a square hole, sort of, so to speak. True, but I think at the same time, I mean, you look at Trot specifically as a coach. Um, as soon as he was able to convince Ovechkin that he did need to have a little bit more of an offensive side to his game, he won a cup. Sure. Ovechkin finally won his fucking cup, right? So I mean, like, Ovechkin, Ovechkin finally put some more effort into the defensive side of his game. True, I'm, I I agree. Uh, Ovechkin never became a two way forward. Ovechkin just one hundred percent. He just he just stopped being the guy that stands at in his office. 90% of the time, and then when the puck goes the other way, he skates to the bench. True. Like, he actually put some effort into in the defensive zone, and I'm sure he learned that when he did that, he actually created his own opportunities and got the puck more. And that's fine. And if Wallstrom needs to learn that too, great. But at the same time, you, you're you not going to turn him into... It's like... it. I like to use the uh, example of Line A. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Line A has been a very... He, he is a deadly goal scorer but when you put him into a situation and he's got to you know get a better two-way game for sure but at the same time you can't make him into a defensive forward like his his main talent is goal scoring you need to create a system where you can utilize your players skills not force them to convert to what your system is right most of the time again i've already said that barry trotz is the exception yeah, and I, and I think I think that's what's interesting. Obviously, I haven't watched a lot of Islanders stuff. I don't. I, For I some try... reason, I have. I think yeah. they've been good. They've been good betting lately, so I've been watching a few of their games. Gotcha. So I mean, it, it could very well be where he's underutilizing a player like that. I think it's just it, the game script also comes into into mind just to defend him a little bit. Sure. Um, but but Islanders fans, Islanders fans are notoriously ruthless though too. So, but at the same time, like. If Islanders fans want to let Barry Trotz be run out of town by fucking Twitter ramblings, 
because Oliver Wallstrom's getting oh. 15 <laughs> minutes a fucking night. Sure. Sure. Let's, fucking let, have at it. He'll he'll let, find a fucking job. I've, tomorrow. I found my I found my way to be to insult uh, Maple Leafs fans. Okay. Um, I do appreciate like the memes and like shade being thrown at the Islanders. Finally, about oh, it looks like John Tavares made the right choice. <laughs> like, okay, ten years later, oh, like Christ. yeah, uh, the cut the, the Islanders have been to the second round like five times <laughs> since he's been there. Um, almost, you know, you t- went to the conference final once. Like, sure, totally. You guys are, it's it's halfway through one season, not even halfway through one season. And yep, you you won. Yep, congrats. Uh, that's right. Hey guys, um, remember five years ago? <laughs> fucking idiots. Even though he's, even though the Islanders have been overperforming uh, and doing better than than doing better than the Maple Leafs. Yeah, totally. Um, last yeah, thing, that doesn't matter. Though. The, the best way to, to end on the New York Islanders and move on to uh, something else, uh, Frankie Borelli with uh, Chicklets. Christ. The fuck is he's a four-play guy. Or four, four uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, with, with Borellis and all that kind of shit. Yeah, he's the fuck, he's the, he's the golf podcast guy. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Red Wings beat the Islanders, and he tweeted, quote, nothing fucking matters anymore, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a I saw a funny they posted like a, a like a, a couple clips of him on their fucking like golf podcast and it was literally yep. like the, the caption was if there's a microphone in Frankie's like around Frankie he's a fucking liability yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just he says some literally like this is fucked up but like just absolutely explosive shit cause it's, he just can't control his mouth that he's just a he's, right. he's just a goon. Well, he's a super fan of the fucking. He's a super fan of the fucking Islanders, which I respect. Yeah, whatever. You know, that's, it is what it is. He's just yeah, he's an idiot. It is. Okay. Um. Last couple things that I have on here. Uh. We'll touch on New Jersey real quick. They're bad. Yeah. What the fuck happened though? They started off hot. They got Jack Hughes back, and for some reason, they got worse. They got worse. I don't know how that worked. I don't. I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, granted, I don't think anybody's talking about it because New Jersey wasn't expected to do anything again. Um, I think people expected progression, kind of like mm-hmm. how the Red Wings are. Like the Red Wings aren't good, but they're better than they were the last year. Yeah. And I think that's what people were expecting of the New Jersey Devils, where sure uh, they're just it's ugly. It's really ugly. It's gotten um, really ugly. Yeah. It has gotten really ugly. Yeah, they, they, you're right. They did start out hot, and uh, I don't I don't know what it is. I think, I mean, this is a flawed team. I don't think if, if the New Jersey Devils don't make the playoffs this year, no one's going to be surprised. But um, I think that, I think Devils fans were hoping a little more progression mm-hmm. and a lot better third jerseys. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my, I, uh, I told, Your hat hat? Yeah, I told Morgan I needed my hat hat. They but. should do. They should do that for like condom condoms. <laughs> Everything should be labeled in New Jersey lettering at this point. Tampon tampons. Tampers. Tampers. Um, moving on from that, uh, let's talk about your duckies for a second. Um, they've actually been in the new. Uh, I've even been hearing on the uh, NHL Fantasy podcast that this is a. Apparently, this is a playoff contention team. 
Ooh, don't tickle my balls so hard, dude. I, I I don't mean to. I'm just repeating what I was told on the on that fantasy podcast I listened to. Episode um, sixty nine. You're getting all fucking touchy ooh, getting feely, hot, getting over all there. hot and bothered. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of breathing heavy now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is a team that is they're clicking. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna say that they're elite, but they're they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. They're be- in the in the words of Herb Brooks from Miracle. They're beginning to believe. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you gonna bring Miracle into this fucking shit show? <laughs> Anything's possible on episode sixty nine. Anything is. Um, yeah, this is an interesting team. This is a team. So it's funny. It's funny. I was joking with our buddy DJ. I was joking with him. I said, you know, the last three years I was optimistic about the Anaheim Ducks. You know, I said, hey, well, they could overperform. Who knows? This is the first year in a little bit that I was like, Jesus. I mean, looking at last year, like, can it get any fucking worse? Like, we're, you know, we're in the running for Shane Wright. We got a top three pick. It's going to be great. And I fuck. So clearly I fucking suck. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But, uh,. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, honestly. I think I think what it is is they they finally kind of. I think the young guys are actually rejuvenating the old guys, which is a good thing to see. Um, so you know, you guys, you get, Troy Terry is having a fucking year, which they've just been waiting for him to do that for a while. Yeah, late um, bloomer, but that's late good. bloomer. Um, you guys, I mean, Zegers is obviously, you know, I'll admit it. He's he's not up. Raymond is running away with the Calder still. No, no, uh, not okay. Oh, so yes, but and you know why? It's because you know shit like that that he stu- that shit that he pulled with Milano. That's ruining the game. Well, fucking horse shit. I honestly like. I wish they would have lost that game. They. <laughs> it is ruining the sanctity of hockey. I would have rather seen them make that and get. Blown out and if fucking, Torch you know. was the coach, you Zegers would not play the next Zegers, game. Zegers are already requested a trade to Buffalo. <laughs> He'd be in the fucking AHL right now. He would have already requested. His a head would trade. fucking spin so fast. Fucking oh my god! Christ, are you kidding me? So anybody who's what kind really of old confused, dusty take is that? Any anybody that's confused about what we're talking about, uh, John Tortorella after after the amazing goal, unreal, uh, like just like stupid Michigan stupid pass uh, from Zegers to Sonny Milano. Uh, John Tortorella came on with his expert opinion and said that plays like that are ruining the game of hockey. <laughs> and I just don't agree. As somebody who does tend to be the quit being a pussy, you know, you don't know anything about old school hockey, get with the program, quit being a whiner. Um, I I just couldn't disagree more. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Like it, it is it is old man shaking his fist at clouds kind of shit. Like he's he's just wrong. He's blatantly oh, it's wrong. So bad. In he, fact, if I was a coach and all my goals were Michigan's, great. I don't care how they get in the back of the fucking net. I don't even want my players to pass it along the ice anymore. Just carry it like a lacrosse just carry stick. It. Yeah, this this is lacrosse on ice. Yeah. Um, it's so well, funny. That's John Tortorella's worst nightmare. Torts, Torts said something right before he fucking said it to him. He said something along the lines of, God, no, I'll get shit about this. Or he said something stupid yeah, like he that. Yeah, like, he did. He did. Like, he fucking knew. Like, he literally, like, he was either saying it for ratings 
Yep. Or he's just that fucking out of reach. Or the, or he's there to piss off Greg, which I laugh. That's fine. Fuck they, Greg. They, they obviously did this. They, they obviously put Greg Wyshynski and John Terrell on the same show just because they knew they were going to fucking yell at each other. Um, because Greg said something almost equally as stupid. Um, he said that the problem with uh, overtime, uh, like, <laughs> like uh, extra minutes is the three-on-three. Unreal. It's become stale, and he proposes a shot clock. And I don't know which take I hate worse, Uh, John's or his. Did you read that article? I did. Oh, it's horrible. It's bad. It's It's horrendous. He he clearly wrote it just to piss people off. Like, it is just a anger-filled pitch. Like, he wrote it just to have people get pitchforks and torches, and share his article a billion times with angry emojis. Like, it is, it is, the, most, it is the most horrible take on any... I've heard a lot of bad takes on how to handle overtime. And I'm not saying the current system's good. I hate the loser point. I hate it with a fiery passion. 100%. It's the dumbest. It's the dumbest thing in the league. Like, my, my dad. My dad fucking hates it so much that he actually went through... All the he he wrote it out. He printed out the standings and actually wrote what he believes is their actual records. Like he combined the losses and overtime losses, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, the Blue Jackets are actually better than half these teams, but because they have loser points, they're higher up in the standings." And that's a fair point. Like I don't yeah. I don't think you should be rewarded for losing. I hundred percent agree. But the three on three is not the fucking problem. Oh, three and three God. is not the problem. If it, it, it's the, the shootout is the fucking problem. I shootouts shootouts the problem, and the loser point is the problem. That is what it is. You do fucking continuous. So my dad's he he really heated about this. He said go four on four and then three on three. Yeah. I I I prefer that. I think with no loser point or I'll you know what. For the really old folks out there, I'll even listen to an argument about bringing ties back. No, I would. I'll hear the I'll hear the argument on you lose the shootout. I don't you fucking bo- I, lose. Whatever. I don't care. I, I just, if you're I gonna do the shootout, you fucking lose. Sure. If if there's if if I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "There's no scenario where we get rid of the shootout." Then yes, I agree. To one point for a win, zero points for a loss, and you move on. That, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. That's fair, um, but in my in my world, I don't like the shootout. I don't like that for a for a sport that prides itself on being a team sport. The shootout is a very individual effort. Sure, and I don't. I just don't like it. Um, goalies hate it. I don't. I, I just. I feel like it's not a fair representation of who could win the game. You know, call, going back to Torts, like with Columbus, his entire goal was to try to make it to the fucking shootout. Like, he wouldn't try to win hockey games. He'd try to keep the score 0-0, then get to overtime where they can get the loser point, and then mm-hmm. he doesn't give a fuck. I, I, I'd be curious to hear, like, player opinions on this because I think what – obviously what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep, like, a back-to-back, right? So if you were to go into six overtimes in a regular season with three-on-three, three, like, obviously they're going to be tired the next day. I'd be curious to see if players – would hate that or like that you know I like feel what's like the pull? if you just give what what are we currently at for three on three is it five minutes yes okay make it ten sure switch ends five and five 
Might make well. it ten. Switch. Look, we we've seen statistics. We we have seen less. Remember the first like two years that they implemented shootouts and like eighty percent of fucking. Like, no one was scoring in overtime, and it was always going to a shootout. Mm-hmm. Now, it's more... Games are more ended in overtime than shootout, which mm-hmm. I, I appreciate, but there's still... it's It could be closer. There's room, To the yeah. point where... The point where if we make it three-on-three three for ten minutes, I guarantee you 90 to 95% of the games are going to end in that overtime. You give professional hockey players that much ice and that much time, someone is going to score a goal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's just there's. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely, I, I agree. I I think the shootout should be completely gone with. Um, getting rid of three on three, having a shot clock. Are you fucking stupid? The guy's a fucking. That's the idiot. dumbest thing. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry. The guy is just not a fucking hockey analyst. Yeah. He's a fucking dipshit. Yeah. I just I can't and a shot clock. Have you ever heard? Yeah. Because, oh, the problem in three-on-three is they just move it around too much in the zone. Yeah, that's the problem, fucking moron. Well, he talked about the fucking, like, oh, they they don't have anything, so they take it back out of the zone. Yeah, no shit. What the fuck? Like, of course they're going to do that. What the the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but honestly, like, three-on-three is all about turnover of possessions. Like, after they shoot, like, that's why they're so careful, because once they shoot... It's over. Right, they probably aren't getting the rebound. They've lost possession, and it's going the other way. Exactly. and, And honestly... Would you rather see them break some dude like? Would you rather see Connor McDavid, you know, circle it back around, pick up some fucking speed, and beat all three fucking guys and score a goal? Fuck yeah! Yes. yes. Fuck yeah! I'd yes. much rather see that. I'll take, I'll take thirty seconds or not even thirty seconds. I'll take fifteen seconds of lull. Yep. Like right, like taking it yep. back out of the zone and coming back in. I'll take fifteen yep. seconds of that if I see a fucking sick ass overtime goal. Get the fuck out of here. I don't need a fucking shot clock. I honestly, I know, like, and you said, he's probably trying to rile people up like I'm fucking currently riled up and I want to fucking right. smash his face in. Right. But, you know, like, don't even fucking write that article. ESPN, don't fucking send me a notification about that fucking stupid article. Like, I don't want to see this shit. I honestly wish I could filter out the full, full rant right now, dude. I'm fucking over it. I, I would love to be able to filter out... Do not send me Greg Wyshynski's fucking articles. Fuck this guy. <laughs> that guy's a fucking idiot. Do not send me stupid-ass takes from John Tortorella. Fuck that guy. Get Ugh. that shit out of here. Those two... You ever you ever heard of the show Pardon the Interruption? It's the fucking two guys that literally fucking hate each other. No. It's the same stupid bullshit you see on that fucking stupid show. and it's I think that's ESPN, too. It's just... It's unreal. Those two are fucking dipshits. And I'll... I know I told you earlier I'd watch that fucking YouTube. I didn't fucking watch it. I couldn't fucking bring myself to watch that stupid fucking show. Those two are literally two of the dumbest fucking analysts in hockey right now. Stupid. Stupid I, as fuck. It's, <laughs> it's mind-blowing. It. How it, it had to have been like an anger tweet of some kind. And, oh, it had to uh, have been. Thank, thankfully, Greg Rashensky's getting off of Puck Soup, so I think I might be able to listen to it more now. Good. Um, Who's getting on there? Like, I, I, it's Benders? just the two guys right now, but they're going to bring on other people. Mm. Um, and I think Greg's still affiliated, but like because of his contract, he can't. It's he's he's too busy writing dumbass fucking opinion pieces about oh, fuck. Yeah, a shot clock is not going to fix fucking anything. He's too busy talking about changing hockey into basketball. What a fucking yeah, dipshit. Ex- exactly. Absolutely. It's, fucking hate that guy. Yeah, and and that might be where my homerness comes in for torts. Like I. I I understand, like, he's way too extreme on it, but I understand preserving what makes hockey hockey, mm-hmm. and that's, like, torts goes above and beyond, and I'm not, that, that that's too extreme to me, 
But and, and even Torts' example, like Torts doesn't like three on three, four on four, or the shootout. He wants continuous five on five. And when you go, well, Torts, like you just said, it's like six overtimes at five on five. Like that's going to tie. He says, well, that that sucks for the players. Like they should probably score. And <laughs> while I re- while I respect yeah. the hard nose of that, um, at the same time, we we've seen that that's just not realistic. Like we just we, can't we, do that every night. No, like we can't have players playing six periods of hockey, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at five on five teams know how to hunker down, play lock, shut down defense. And the, the games can literally go like that. Yeah. And to, so bringing it back a little bit. So to yep. the, to the Milano and it, uh, Milano yeah. goal, technically. So Milano yeah. did score the fucking goal. It's, it, this not, this isn't even a conversation. If Milano doesn't fucking bat the sucker out of the air. Right. Um, huge skill. Interesting enough, uh, Milano called for it. He called for it, and and people were giving him a little bit of shit, like not taking taking the pass on the ice. There was a, I mean, it was a forward of all people, but he was he was right on him, right? So like, I mean, did I mean, did he did he need to do it? No, but like, fucking worked. Why the fuck not? Yeah, and it's cool as shit. No, so it, look, we'll put it this way: it's high risk, high reward because you 100%. know if he did that and he fucked it up. Uh, both of them are probably missing the next period. Yeah, they're probably missing at least the next shift. There's, there's right. no way. Right. At bare minimum, they're like, it, it's either a demotion or like there, there is going to be some sort of repercussion because the coach is going to come up to them. It's like, don't ever fucking do that again. Mm-hmm. Like that, what you wasted a grade A shooting opportunity to do something stupid. Um, yeah. And I, and I even understand that. I'm trying to meet towards halfway here, but, but it, but it worked. Those guys have the skill to do it. And if they do it again, I don't care if they do that every night, as long as they score. Sure. I mean, three years down the road, if they do it every fucking night, am I going to be like, oh, yeah, here comes another fucking alley-oop goal? Like, right. sure, maybe. Like, But come on. Bad for the game? Are you fucking... How old are you? And there's reasons uh, why. Unreal. And there's reasons why this doesn't happen every game. One, because not every player can do it. Right. It is. It, it does take a tremendous amount of skill. On both players. On both players, I think Two, it's e- I think Zegers's part in this whole thing is actually the yeah. easier part, right? Which is crazy. Uh, oh yeah, batting something out of the air. That's, that's the, I mean, nuts. for a professional hockey player, that's not difficult. Um, watch watch Mort Sider bef- in pre warmups before games. Like he's like trying to beat his record of batting the puck out of the air. Right, you know, but like in a game, but in a game, right? Like right, scoring exactly. that goal, it's still crazy. Exactly, it's still oh, it's a tremendous amount of talent. Um, but so it's it it a lot of talent, and then not to mention. It it's if you know it's happening, it's not hard to defend against. True, hundred percent. Like you have, it has to be a sneaky play. Like you can't do it if you hear. Like I'm surprised they got away with it. Like if he said Michigan out loud, I'm surprised that no defender immediately just tried to knock his like zeros <laughs> stick out of the air. Wait, he did not. He didn't say like I'm gonna shoot you and then shoot you. He right. He did not say Michigan and then fucking do it. He said, Michigan, Michigan. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't hear that part. That's fucking yeah, hilarious. And he still got away with it. Um, <laughs> but, like, it that requires a tremendous amount. Like, if a goalie knows that you're doing that, like, if he even if he even figures out, he has an inkling that you are picking up the puck behind the net, it is not hard to stop. Mm-hmm. You cover the top corner, and it's not, a, it, and, and right. you've lost your opportunity. Right. Like, it's not, it's, it's, it's a sneaky wraparound goal, technically speaking. Yeah, I mean, so for me, like saying saying that it's bad for the game. No, when, I don't buy that for a second. When someone like Michael Jordan literally tweeted out and said, 
I don't normally watch hockey, but this is fucking sick. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. There's yep. I, like that's, that's the only tweet I could read and go, oh man, hockey really like people are more interested in hockey now. And are I want to okay. kidding me? What a stupid what? fucking what a let's, stupid take. That's so bullshit. I, I want to end on 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 that point and then like let's end on fantasy. But um, okay. let's I, I want to talk like the Yotes are having a rough season. I don't want to go into that like that we knew that that was going to happen. But like their ownership problems and everything. I I do not like the bandwagoning. Everybody's jumping on like uh, anti anti coyotes. Move the team. You know, fuck this team and all that. Like, look, that is not good for the game. Like. The best thing for the game is the Coyotes to have good ownership and be competitive. Mm-hmm. Or or even better yet, making the playoffs and making runs and that kind of thing. Because the only way for the game to grow is the strength of the fan bases in non-traditional markets. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about making more Toronto Maple Leafs fans. You haven't won in 50 fucking years and their fan base is the biggest one in the NHL. We're mm-hmm. not fucking worried about it. Okay, we're not worried about the New York Rangers fan base. We're not worried about the Detroit Red Wing fan base. We're, but we need hockey. If we're going to have hockey to grow in certain markets, we have to support these teams. And it, it just at this point, I think it's been so neglected that the Coyotes do get moved. Mm-hmm. But at this, but it's. I'm. I guess my only point is, is it's not. It's not something to be celebrated. This is not good. I. I've been very close to this team for the last five years, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, ownership's a problem. Yep, it was a problem when they came in. I even I even brought it up when it because because obviously I did my research into them once they kind of bought the team and stuff. Uh, yep. Morello's an idiot. He runs a terrible business. Uh, he's just a shitty owner. Um, but we shouldn't be celebrating the Coyotes being bad and celebrating that having having to move a franchise. We should never be celebrating that shit. And there's a lot of people that are celebrating that. Um, one of the biggest problems with the Coyotes, they haven't been downtown or east of Phoenix, which not a lot of people know what that even fucking means. But literally where this rink is at is pointless. It's fucking pointless for the team. It's been bad since they moved out of Phoenix. Um, it's just stupid. So it's just, uh, you know, bad decision on bad decision on bad decision. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think non-traditional markets are huge. Canada, Canada teams don't fucking win cups. Why do you want another team in Canada? Fuck that. Houston, it's a terrible fucking market for it. You don't want a team to go to Houston. Sure, they might get team. They might get like. Suck. Ironically they, they, enough, what was the last team that won the cup in Canada? Edmonton. Yeah. When we when we were younger, I mean, what's that fucking ninety yeah. seven? Yeah, I don't fucking like that. know. That's that's too long ago. I and before can't it, I, I mean, breakfast. and before that, it was def. I know it was definitely Montreal in like the early nineties, but. Um, yeah. I can't even. I, I could have yeah, swore Edmonton no snuck in one there somewhere. Two thousand three, maybe not. I don't know. I feel, I could be I feel wrong. like I, could I be did. Wrong. I did watch. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. But here's the thing: I I have friends that go to or live close to Dallas and go to Stars games and stuff. They don't get a ton of. I mean, they don't really don't have a huge fan base. Like you're not going to move them to Houston, which is an armpit of fucking Texas. It's a shitty place to be. Sorry, Houston fans. It sucks. Mm-hmm. The place sucks. Um, you're not going to move them there, and all of a sudden they're going to be this great fucking team. It's just not going to happen. It's just never going to fucking happen. So well, I was you should, wrong. Yeah, you, it's it's last time they won was '89. Jesus Christ, that's fucking ridiculous. So with with Gretzky. So maybe it was Edmonton and Carolina, and Carolina won it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Carolina won, yeah. Uh, but um, so it would be so if they were '89, then yeah, it makes Montreal the last. 
That's I think nuts. Montreal won it in 91 before Lemieux picked it up in 92 at the Pens. And, and I don't mind a Quebec City. I think a Quebec City would be kind of cool. Um you know, you know, bring the Nordiques back, sure. But I, sure. people literally like laughing and cheering against the Coyotes being successful in Phoenix. It's just stupid. I mean, I, it's it's so bad for the game. Like you, nobody liked when the Atlanta Thrashers failed. Right. I mean, you literally these same these same fans. It's just, I mean, America is so hip, hip, hypocrisy. I mean, it's just a full hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, super hypocritical here. I mean, it's just stupid. Like you can say, fuck, you know. Uh, don't don't objectify women in one fucking statement and then say I want to suck this hockey player's dick in the next fucking sentence. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally, yeah. In, it'll happen simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. All at the same time. Sixty nine episode. Um, Sixty nine. <laughs> giggity. But yeah, I, right. yeah. Coyotes, Coyotes will get it figured out. I know they're kicked out next year, so they have to figure it out. But, right. You know, uh, it's crazy, craziness. Yeah, it is, and I, I'm I'm upset about it. It's look if if the team goes to Houston, I, I'm not surprised. And honestly, maybe that's a good thing Death. for. It'll be terrible. I, I, They'll be out of Houston in five years. Stupid decision. I, th- I honestly, yeah, I, they're gonna they're gonna go they're gonna go with higher potential TV ratings than actual a a, a fervent fan base. Right, hundred percent. And that upsets me greatly because there's just not I, – I truly do believe Canada deserves another team. I understand that maybe financially that doesn't make sense, but Houston, come eh. on. Eh. Like, they're just going to be the most blah fucking – like, Vegas made sense. Vegas was the very first professional sports scene that came to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It made sense. They were clamoring it. for it. Love it. And and sure, they had a Stanley Cup run in the beginning that has basically juggernauted their fan base. That's great. But also, fuck, man, anytime that I talk to casual hockey fans that have been to there, they don't talk about the game. They talk about the hour-long show before the game and the experience of going to a Golden Knights game. Mm-hmm. Now, and then the Kraken, on the other hand, because Seattle is, I mean, it's, it's close to Canada, it's Pacific Northwest. We've been clamoring, you and I have been clamoring for a, anybody that's played hockey in the Pacific Northwest has wanted a fucking professional team up here as long as we've been alive. Right. Like, it's, the, this, was, this was a fan base that wanted a hockey team specifically, whereas Vegas, they just wanted a team. They needed yeah. some. They wanted something to wear a jersey, and, and now they got the Raiders and the Golden Knights, and that's great. But in any case, so you've got that. Uh, Houston? Just, I mean, if there's any Houston podcast listeners on here, let us know. But as far as I know, I haven't heard one word about you guys wanting a hockey team. No, I, I, I don't. I don't see it. I think it would be a bad move, but I think just all the rumblings. I think is the. Closest. I'll still root. For, like I will still root for their success. Like if it does happen and it goes to Houston, it's a non-traditional market. I want more. I want more. The fact that there are hockey fans in Texas makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I want the more hockey fans out there, the better. Okay, that that's I love that, but I I'll still hope for their success. But at the same time, you're sitting here going like, "Fuck, I how could they possibly?" Unless that team just blows it away in the first year and can replicate anything like the Vegas and Golden Knights did, it's just not going to happen. The only reason, like Winnipeg, like we're sitting here going, "Oh well, it was a good decision to get it out of Atlanta and bring it to Winnipeg." Yeah, because Winnipeg. The city of Winnipeg is going to root for that team whether they're 0 and 82 or 82 and 0. True. Yep. 
They've got fans there. I think an underrated place for the Coyotes if they were to move is Kansas City. I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's underrated. I like that idea. You build... could definitely be there. They're central still. They play St. Louis is four hours away. It's a good fucking move. I, there's, there's, there are a few options there that I absolutely love, and I think sh- I, Portland. Portland is another great option. Bad idea. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was another one? Uh, if it was like a Midwest state, I can't remember. But in any case, uh, there's there's a few options out there that I I love, but. In an ideal situation, if you're like chance gun to your head, you have to pick somewhere that they need to move. I'd say just move them to Canada. That way, we don't have to worry about the team succeeding or not. Yeah, move them to Quebec. They're fine. Move them to Quebec. Move them to anyway. You know, I've even heard there were early rumblings that Toronto would want a second team. Ugh. Right. I don't. I don't necessarily Stupid like that idea. idea. Well, but the, well, uh, the, the the tempting idea of Toronto fans splitting their fan base makes me <laughs> semi happy. But well, it might be good for Toronto fans in general. How so many? Yeah, how many of them jump the? Sh- how many of them jump the ship? They're like, yeah, fuck this team. I'm done. I'm gonna go with the one that's gonna succeed. The Toronto Coyotes win the cup in the first year. Yeah. <laughs> or the, no, they wouldn't even need that. As long as they won a first round first, everybody'd be like, what the fuck? What it's, would you call? Not- would you call them like East and West? Like what the fuck? What the fuck? It's no, because it would be like a suburb. It would. I don't know. Like, I mean, we we do the New York Islanders and New York Rangers. Like, we pull that off pretty well. Yeah. Um. But like, it would be something like along those lines, and I would. It would be that if if that team won in the first round before the Maple Leafs, like it would truly believe. It's not that Toronto's cursed. It is the Maple Leafs. Like the organization is cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just a Canadian pressure on teams. That's just it's crazy. It's crazy, but that's yep. just where it is. Put it, it in, sucks, uh, but put it in Alaska. No, they don't. They got rid of their fucking ECHL team up there. They don't even. Oh. I don't know what those people do up there anymore. They haven't been back in fucking years. They ma- they make <laughs> snow, right? I mean, everywhere makes snow. What? No, I thought I thought all of America's snow was produced in Alaska. God, man, you've been in northern Idaho too long. You're fucking <laughs> conspiracy theories and shit. <laughs> we don't import that shit in? <laughs> yeah, fucking, uh, yeah. 100 bucks but why an don't ounce. we have Alaska? 100 bucks an ounce. Literally for nothing. No. There's nothing up there that makes anybody money. No, that makes sense. Okay, let's end on, let's end on some fantasy talk here. Fuck um, yeah. You and I... You and I are going head-to-head in fantasy right now. Uh, we're both on two-game losing streaks. Um, I'm four and five. You're three and six. Uh, we're both not looking great for playoff hopes. This is collectively the worst you and I have been. Yeah, uh, this is this might be my worst year, which is ironic because I looked at my roster at the beginning of this year, and I'm like, this is, might be my, one of my best rosters. And now I am... It's it's bad. Like how does it how does, how does it make you feel that I didn't even draft my team and you and I are like pretty close right now? It's a dogfight right now. Yeah. In fact, I think you're winning. Just um, barely. It ups, it upsets me greatly. Um, I just I can't catch a break. But the yeah. last two weeks, I have scored second uh, overall in our league. Like I've gotten the second most overall points, only beaten out by the first place team that I was I had the unfortunate luck of playing both weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now you and I are going head to head. I mean. I'd like to think that maybe th- I'll, I'll maybe eventually pull away, but I don't, I, at this point I don't have a lot of faith in my fucking team. So um, I have a really bad goalie situation. 
Um, basically, the only goalie that I can minorly count on was Bobrovsky, and now he's even Swiss cheese. Mm. So I'm just juggling. I mean, Ottinger, Ottinger gets a start here and there. Um, and then the other goalie slot, I've just been it, – it's just been a rotating door. Yeah. I've got Gorgiev right now, but as soon as Shesterkin comes back, he's useless. Yeah, I, I it's it's funny because you and I have very different problems. Yeah, your I, goalies are good because you fucking I was an idiot and dropped Flurry. Yeah, I waited on Flurry actually in my other league too and got lucky because they, they started to come around a little bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my my issue is I just I can't find anyone. I honestly like I look at my team. Honestly, forty percent of my team is guys that other people dropped, who they yep. were just they got sick of waiting around, and I was just like, I got no other. Fun. I literally have nobody that's half as good as my this team, guy. All I can do is runs just hope. On, my team runs on hope. Yeah, no, this is literally what were you saying? I I almost changed my fucking team name, which I needed to apparently. The fucking oh, fuck, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Jesus, the fucking flyers, the uh, speculative oh. flyers. The speculative flyers, yeah, because that is basically your team. It's literally all I've been doing all year. Is like, well, this guy, you know, maybe, Let's take a speculative six, flyer on this guy. Six games, he might, you know, might get an assist. I don't know. Yeah, yeah he might, he might do something. Good Jesus fuck. fucking Christ! Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's been pretty rough, but I just got Nick Backstrom back, so I'm feeling pretty fucking good. Oh, that's when your hopes are on <laughs> Nick Backstrom. <laughs> My when whole does, season when is fucking, banking on When does waivers clear? Holy fuck, it's 12.06. I should be able to pick up somebody on waivers. <laughs> you get fucking no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you and I are in a fucking dogfight this week, though. I mean... We are. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm getting good production now. In, be- in, in fact, my Golden Knights have been basically leading my charge. Mm-hmm. Um, Marner's been hurt. Matthews is doing great. But I've got... Like, I've just got dead weight. I've got two Seattle players that I'm just hoping are going to finally figure it out. I've got McCann and Eberle mm. um, that are just not play. I mean, Seattle's not playing well, so they're not playing well. Um, Jack Hughes seems to be figuring out, but he started out slow and he was hurt forever. That uh, happens, though, right? Yeah. Sam Bennett's been good, but he is, seems to be dealing with hurt. He's injured, hmm. um, which is interesting. Uh, Do you have any I've pickups? Rotating- you have any pickups lately that you're, ex- like, happy about? Pickups that I'm happy about. Um, I mean, not recently. I mean, no. I, I, I mean, I picked up Troy Terry forever ago, and that was a solid pick. Oh yeah. Um, but like actual like waiver wire pickups. Uh, fuck. I thought Getzlav would be smart, but he's no points in three games since returning. He's uh, due. I just picked up Noah Dobson. Um, That's not a bad one. He's. He's one of the guys that have been – he's defenseman. He's got three goals in his last six games, mm-hmm. four points in his last six. So that's not terrible, but he hasn't done anything for me lately. Um, honestly, I've, other than that, I've just been most – most of my pickups have been goalies. Like I've been just – I had – I've got Mike Smith on my IR. I grabbed him out of free agency open that maybe he'll come back one day. Um, <laughs> hell, even Tuka Rask was on my team for a hot second. Hell I stashed yeah. him on I. I, he was on my IR for a hot second, and then I dropped him because I needed the IR spot. Hell yeah, that's a great pickup. But, Fucking practice yeah, squad, Tandy. I love it. He hasn't even he hasn't even signed a contract. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Fuck fucking speculative flyers, dude. Oh my god. More like the fucking desperate hopefuls. 
I just I've changed my name right fucking now. Speculative flyers. The speculative flyers. Christ's sake, dude. Thank you. Um, yeah, I. It's my my team is I've got Erickson Eck who's producing a little bit. Troy Terry has gone a little less quiet. He's gone a little more quiet, but he's still playing great. Uh, Max Petretti is basically my saving grace. Uh, Boone Jenner is about to get cut. He had a solid start to the year, but now he's not doing it. Come back down to um, earth a little bit. Yeah, he's 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 remember he remembered that he's Boone Jenner. So mm. it's a great um, first name though. Boom. Fucking yeah, boom. And I love that he's the captain, and I think that he's a great dude. But I, it's and he started out the season well, but he's only like his highest goal total has ever been like twenty goals, and that was like his first year or something. So, um, it, that finally petered out. So now, yeah, I guess I'm, I, I'm, I'm single looking for love for uh, for somebody to replace him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ready, ready to mingle. Uh, single and ready to ready mingle. To, yeah, single and ready to mingle for a uh, swipe for a right on Boone, huh? For a for a for a a buy center left wing. Oh, yeah. Well, switch hitter. I like I like them. I like them when they when they play for both sides. Hey, well, I know that's why I picked Ooh. up. That's why I picked up Clayton Keller. He plays three sides. Oh, and in twenty twenty one, I don't even know what that means, but. <laughs> He plays all three right now. I love it. It is pretty good. It's unfortunate. He still plays for the fucking Coyotes. Oh, he'll get traded. Him and Chikrin. I'm just banking on both those guys getting moved so that they actually can get some points. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. I the only other one that I the the pickup that I like is I picked up Sonny Milano. I I like to have. I know you have one or two Red Wings on your team. I like to have at least one Duck. I've got I've got Mason. I've got Raymond. Raymond. Okay, so you got one. So I like to have at least yep. one duck on my team at all times. I think it's just a, a hockey players in general are freaking, you know, we're all uh, slightly biased. Slightly, slightly biased, but also we have that kind of we call that when you got a fucking rabbit's foot or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean. So like for me, like I like to have at least one duck on my team. So he's my he's my duck right now. So but he's been pretty good. I mean, playing with Zegers, he just can't complain. But um, other than that, I mean, I just picked up uh, Jimmy, Sh- Jimmy, Sh- Jimmy Shuchla, fucking Tim. Um, mm-hmm. He's getting dropped probably soon, but you know it is what it is. I'm dropping I'm, as we talk. I'm dropping Jenner right now and picking up somebody. I'm officially the speculative flyers at three and six. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Ooh, did the, did the Islanders play it all this week? Because if that's that, it wouldn't be a good I think pick they, up play, if they, don't. they play today. They might have played. Today. They played today, but if they don't play the rest of the week, then this is going to be a bad pickup. So I need to see if they do. Brock Nelson. Nope. Oh. No. Nope. I just figured. It's not. I think uh, as I look here, I'm not going to tell you because you would be the person that would literally try to steal. I'm him gonna fucking snake him right out. now. What's the what's yeah. the player name? Add players. <laughs> Let me search. All right, I got play. I got my. Uh, I got my cursor in there. What's what's the name? Okay, he plays three times this week. I'm taking him right now. Uh, I'm dropping Boone Jenner, and I have just picked up Anthony Bavilia. Ah, I just threw the pressure on you. Maybe I'm gonna pick up Boone Jenner now. Boone Jenner. <laughs> Boone. So that's that's two O's. That's B-O-O-N-E. Oh yeah, the E is silent. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. All right, let's get the fuck uh, out of here. I got piss. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope uh, I hope uh, we we could bring some smiles into your day with episode sixty nine. 
Nice. Um, uh, we, uh, follow us on whatever. I guess we're not doing very good at updating. Just listen to right the now, podcast. I don't know. Just look, fucking listen. Look. All right. Let's 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 do some realistic shit here. Go to a friend and tell them that this is a hilarious podcast, and you need to listen to it. It's got some good hockey shit in there. The hosts aren't bad. We say sixty nine a lot. Uh, and, and tell them to subscribe. Just tell them to subscribe. Find us on Spotify, iTunes podcast, iTunes podcast, fucking Apple podcast, whatever they listen to podcasts on. We're on most of them. Find us, subscribe, and it's a big help. And if we can, if we can get our listener numbers back up, um, we might, we might get more serious about. For it. every friend that you refer to the podcast, is one Ooh. more listener for us. <laughs> you, I thought you were gonna try to offer something. <laughs> Yes, that is correct. That's correct. Yeah, yes, technically, in, in, technically in fact, the truth. Every time, yes, in fact, every time you get somebody else to listen to the show, that is one more listener. That is it's that two is more accurate. ears. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be like what? For every listener you get, we'll give you a car or some fucking. No, bullshit. yeah, no, I don't. Nope. I don't have nope. cars. I don't even drive. I can't drive. Can't read. Can't drive. Fucking worthless. Fuck sakes. All right, All right, let's get out of here. All right. <laughs>